we need to talk about the presidential candidates because there have been some major changes and uh well yeah no no one really cares but we got we'll bring it up today uh we're also going to talk about the united states pulling out of the paris climate accord today uh, what are going to be the impacts of that and whether it was a good idea or not. And finally, the impeachment thing continues on and it is coming, becoming dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber by the absolute second. But before I get into any of that stuff, I'm going to have to bitch about something because it's annoying the garbage out of me and uh, my night, my Monday night's already ruined as if Monday during the day was any better. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So let me go off a little bit. Um, there are a few things in my life that I really enjoy. One of the things I like, I really enjoy is coming home after a hard day on, on Monday and turning on Monday night football and watching a great game. And you know something? I I turn on Monday night football. I don't usually know who plays. I don't watch it all the time. I don't care. Um, but so the game that the NFL decided to play that was so freaking important was the 4-3 and three Dallas Cowboys who've lost three in a row or some garbage or four of the last 12. I don't know what they've lost. And the, like, I don't know, 1-17 New York, 2-6 and six Giants. Okay, well, the Dallas Cowboys are 4-3 and three and the Giants are 2-6. and six. Now, here's the thing. I understand that the Cowboys are America's team. And the Cowboys are America's team because their owner said so. He didn't, it wasn't like, America just suddenly decided to love Dallas. This was kind of like a meme that Jerry Jones came up with, and then suddenly everyone loves Dallas. And I understand that the New York Giants are in New York. Oh, no, they're not. They're in New Jersey. They don't even play in New York anymore. I understand New York has like, you know, 500 billion people over there, but I mean, this doesn't make them a good football team. So let me describe to you what happened in the first five plays of the game. The first play is a kickoff. This is the beginning of the game, the very beginning of the game. Kickoff, it's a short kickoff because uh, New York kicks it off, by the way. New York kicks it off. It's a short kickoff, and because New York sucks, their kicker can't kick more than 15 yards. So it's a very short kickoff. So you think, okay, this guy from Dallas is going to catch the ball and he's going to run, maybe make an exciting play. No, he catches it out of bounds. So the ball ends up at like the 10 or some garbage like that. The very next play as Booger McFarlane, who I like Booger. I have no problem. He's got a bitchin' name. I like Booger. The first thing Booger says is how Dallas is a Super Bowl team and how um, uh, Dak Prescott is a Super Bowl quarterback. So what does Dak do? He throws an interception literally five yards from the line of scrimmage. Okay, good. It's going to be a closer game. The New York Giants will score, right? Nope, three and out. And I don't know, I think they kicked a field goal, but chances are he kicked it. He hit the freaking goalpost or something. Whatever. Why does the NFL do this? This is 
for New York fans, they're all going, oh my God, oh, oh my God. For Dallas fans, what they're doing is going, oh my God, oh my God. And for fans like me, we're changing it to Family Guy. It's just, it's stupid. Please pick good games. Hey, Green Bay and the Saints, that would be a game to have on a Monday night. Uh, Kansas City and Seattle, that would be a game to have on a Monday night. Dallas and the Cow- Dallas and the Giants, the Cowboys and the Giants is not a good game. The Philadelphia, Philadelphia, the Eagles and the Giants is not a good game. The Eagles and the uh, Cowboys is not a good game. The Eagles and the Redskins are not a good game. Hey, let, let's put it to you this way. Pitting any Eastern Division team against the other Eastern Division team, not going to be a good game. It's going to be a crappy game. Okay, so I got that out of my mind. I think I pulled something in my gut. But now let's get to some of the news. Now, I know I... I haven't been around. I'm sorry. I actually, I'm actually working. So I didn't do a podcast on Friday. Didn't do one Saturday. I didn't do one on Sunday. I actually wrote the podcast for Sunday. Um, and I actually wrote the podcast for the week after too, but I, I, I just didn't have the time and I didn't feel like it. So I didn't do it. So anyway, here he's, here's some democratic news. Let's talk about Democratic candidate news. Elizabeth Warren releases her health care plan. It's going to require $52 trillion over 10 years and will require tons of taxes and a ton of cuts. I still need to read it, but it sounds like BS. Listening to what everyone has said, it is BS. She's never going to make the money she wants to make. So she's talking about some, she's actually even messed with the numbers. She's like a typical lawyer. So she lied about her, some of her numbers. So um, she's being called out today. She released this on Friday. She's being called out today. And a lot of people are like, huh? Well, apparently her BS is beginning to reflect on her because she is dropping in the polls like crazy. And I really have a hard time believing she's going to be I, I cannot believe she will be the primary candidate unless Hillary jumps in. Trump's one twenty twenty. It's just an absolute disaster on that Democratic side. I do think maybe Kamala Harris may come back up, um, but she's so oh god, she's just oh oh my god. And then all the other things she done, sleeping with Willie Brown and all that. I'm gonna have a hard time buying that she's actually going to survive anything with Donald Trump. He'll kill her. He's not as smart as she is. She's a lot smarter than he is, but she is so corrupted. Uh, For some reason, Julian Castro has made it to the next debate later on this month. Uh, For some reason, he's really happy about making the next debate later this month. And um, for some reason, the news media reported that he made it to the next debate later on this month. Uh, this guy, I, I don't know what he's doing. I He must have, I, I don't know. I don't know what this guy's doing, but he's still sticking in. But who's not sticking in, and I honestly believe that Julian would be gone before this guy, is uh, Francis, Robert Francis Beto. O'Rourke has dropped out of the race. 
Uh, it's a surprise because I didn't know Beto could come up with something reasonable through his obvious mental issues. You know, his pot smoking probably has a lot to do with that. Uh, but anyway, what essentially ended up happening with Beto, he ran out of money. Hey, right? well, you know, money talks, BS walks. So he decided to quit. Now, I, I do find this tragic because I I get nothing but great laughs uh, about with him in his fourth grade Spanish. I think it's awesome. And maybe maybe we gotta we gotta actually throw in something in there later on. But yeah, I I love Beto in his fourth grade Spanish. In another huge surprise, surprises: Marianne Williamson, Michael Bennett, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Steve Bullock, John Delaney, Wayne Massam. I don't know who that is. Joe Sestak. Don't know who that is. And Tom Steyer are still in the race. None of them dropped out. And not one of these people has above three percent in the in the primary vote. So I'm not exactly sure what's keeping these people in. I don't even know who most of these people are. I mean, who cares? Uh, Joe Sestak? Are Wayne Massam? I don't I what? Who who the frick are these people? Oh yeah, and for some reason Julian Castro is still in the race too. I don't know. So let's get to the next, uh, the big story. And this story was actually released tonight, Monday night, if you're listening to this Tuesday morning. Uh, the United States is officially starting the process of pulling out of the climate accord. Now, like you, you might be surprised in saying to yourself, um, didn't you just say we're not in the climate accord anymore and you got to pull? Well, apparently there are some financial responsibilities on the climate accord. So we can't actually just walk out because we're basically the reason the climate accord is there is because they expect the United States to pay, put money into it. Let's let's call it what it is. OK, we're putting money so that other countries will not do what they said they were going to do. And we're not going to check it. We'll get into that in a second. President Trump uh, did exactly what he usually does and released a tweet storm. Um, this was a long one. This was a pretty awesome one, but it was a long one. So let me let me start this up. It comes in eight points. Quote, which country has the largest carbon emission reduction? America. That's point number one. By the way, he's absolutely correct. The United States went from being number one in climate uh, in uh, carbon emissions to number four in carbon emissions. And we've increased our economy by 19% or 17%, one of the two. So yes, he's absolutely right there. Number two, who has dumped the most carbon into the air? China. Absolutely correct. China is the leading carbon emissions and they've actually, they're actually twice as much as the United States and they have actually tripled their carbon carbon emissions since the climate accord was signed. Hmm. 90 uh, number 3, 91% of the world's population are exposed to air pollution. Above the World Health Exor uh, Health Organization suggested level. None are in the USA. I'm not sure if this is true. I know it is because Trump didn't make any of this stuff up, as you'll hear with Mike Pompeo's uh, statement. 
But um, I can tell you what, I used to live in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, I could not li- I could not go to school at Loyola, which is where I wanted to go, because the smog was so thick and I couldn't breathe. So I know Los Angeles right now, you do not see orange above in the skies. We've been cleaning our climate. There's no question we've been cleaning our climate. And simply being the highest producer, the highest manufacturer in the world, and falling from one to four tells you something. Or one to three. I'm sorry. I think it's three. I think it's the United States. I think it's China is number one. India is number two. I want to say Brazil is number three. They, the United States might be number four. I may have to look that up and get back to you on that. Number five. Who's got the world's cleanest and safest air and water? America. Okay, I skipped number four. Number four, the U.S. now leads the world in energy production. Yes, the United States now leads the world, including the Middle East, in energy production. We produce the most oil. We still have the highest reserves. And one of the reasons gas prices are going down everywhere except in California and New York is because we are actually using our reserves. That's true. Uh, number number five, who had who got who's got? That's shitty English, by the way. Who's got the world's cheap, cleanest, and safest air and water? America. Um. Uh, yes, yes and no. I think Detroit might argue with him on that, but did Detroit's economically run by Democrats? So yeah, okay. I'll accept that. Number six, the Democrats' destructive environmental proposals will raise your energy bill and prices at the pump. Don't the Democrats care about fighting American poverty? Great question. I, I'm sorry. I think that's a great question. Look at California. California is the, and I'm sure New York, but I live in California. California is a disaster. Gas prices are 4 dollars a gallon. There's a homeless problem. There's a drug problem. There's a mental health problem. This state has been democratically controlled for probably 30 years and no one is doing anything about it. Matter of fact, all these fires that we're having right now, we're having a bunch of fires right now. It's all because of the environmental policies of Jerry Brown, the governor, the former governor, and Gavin Newsom, the current governor, because they don't want to cut down trees. And the reality of the matter is, trees can overgrow. And nature's way of handing, o- handling overgrowth is to, get this, burn it down. That's how nature does it. So everything that's happening in California with these forest fires is happening because nature is making it happen that way. It's nature. Number seven, the badly flawed Paris Climate Agreement protects the polluters, hurts Americans, and costs a fortune. Not on my watch! Exclamation point, and of course, capitalized. He's correct. One of the reasons we can't just pull out of the climate accord is because we're financing the climate accord. And we've got guarantees. They've got guarantees. We've got to spend money. Now we're we're outside of those guarantees and we're pulling out. 
climate accord does not cost anything. The climate accord only hurts the economy of the United States whilst uh, bringing up the economies of other countries who are far less moral than our countries. Now, there are going to be, we're going to talk about a few things about the Paris Climate Accord, why it's such a bad idea. But right now, let's just go with that. It is an expensive thing. It is, the goal is to kill our economy. I mean, the Green New Deal, all of these climate policies are trying. When did climate become suddenly social justice, which is what the Green New Deal is? It's nothing to do with social justice. It has to do with socialism. It has to do with destroying capitalism. Even that that dizzy broad over in Sweden, I know she's only 16 and she's brave and beautiful or whatever, I whatever you guys want to say, but she basically says, forget money, forget economy, save the environment. Um, that's awesome, but I mean, huh? This is why you don't let 16-year-olds define policy. Number eight. Last one. I want crystal clean water and the cleanest and purest air on the planet. We've got that now. Well, let's not get crazy. Okay. (laughs) Just, you know, come on. There are seven to eight billion people on the earth. We're affecting the climate. The United States is not. But but the thing is, the United States is the cleanest in the country. Okay. Seriously. I, I just, I got that. Now, right on right on cue, Mike Pompeo does something absolutely insane. He brings reason to Trump's tweet storm. He released a statement today also. Today, the United States began the process to withdraw from the Paris Agreement. Per the terms of the agreement, the United States submitted formal notification of its withdrawal to the United Nations. The withdrawal will take effect one year from delivery of the notification. So it's one year from today. As noted in his June 1st, 2017 remarks, President Trump made the decision to withdraw from the Paris Agreement because of the unfair economic burden imposed on the American workers, businesses, and taxpayers of the U- by U.S., pledges made under the amendment. So in other words, Barack Obama basically made pledges that would cost our economy and he doesn't care, which is true. The United States has reduced all types of emissions. This is where he is actually pushing Trump's agenda. Even as we grow our economy and ensure our citizens access to affordable energy, our results speak for themselves. U.S. emissions of criteria air pollutants that impact human health and the environment declined by 74% between 1970 and 2018. That is absolutely correct. U.S. net greenhouse gas emissions dropped 13% from 2005 to 2017. That is absolutely correct. Even as our economy grew by 19%. Um, let me tell you something. It was a crappy agreement. Okay, it was a crappy agreement. We are so much cleaner now than we were when I was a kid. And we didn't even buy any of this. We're all going to die in 10 years crap. Um, This was a crappy agreement because it held no standard. Basically, 
China would say, oh, yeah, we'll, by 2030, we'll lower our emissions by ah, 22%. 18%. The problem is there's, they don't have any plans on how they're going to do that. And there were no checks and balances. That's another problem with this crappy agreement. So how would we know that China had dropped their emissions by 2030 by 18%? And this is what gets worse. The United States is paying for this. The United States is giving money for this whole thing to continue. The United States pledged, I think it was a 32% cut in our carbon emissions. And we've already been cutting our carbon emissions. And we prove it. We actually do prove it. That's what the EPA is there. It's just, it's it's a garbage agreement. We should have been out of this, and it's too bad we got to wait another freaking year to get out of it. And the drum beats on. Uh, apparently, now we know who this whistleblower was uh, who accused President Trump of quid pro quo, whatever. According to Real Clear Politics, this was not really much of a secret in Washington. Everyone seemed to know who this guy is. We also learned why Democrats work so hard to keep this a secret. When his name came out, his attorney, a whistleblower attorney, Mark Zayed, said that there was going to be lawsuits for any media publication who identified his victim, and I put that in air quotes, of a client that really wasn't stopping anyone. Uh, a bunch of news outlets actually released his name. Um, again, his lawyer's uh, reasoning makes absolute sense as to why they want to, quote, protect him, end quote. Uh, the attorneys for the whistleblower said that he would not testify in public. Weird. Yet, not really. Um, but he would take written questions that were submitted to him, and he'd answer that. Uh, Quote, our legal team, this is Mark Zayed, our legal team offered GOP direct opportunity to ask written questions of the whistleblower. Recent GOP messaging led by President Trump, including this morning, has been to highlight original whistleblower and demand disclosure of his identity. End quote. Um, Trump immediately rejected this offer, as he should. This whistleblower needs to appear in public and explain himself and be set up for cross uh, cross examination. This whistleblower does not deserve he 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 blew the whistle and he was sent right back to the CIA. He's doing good. Oh, I am gonna tell you who the whistleblower is because I don't care. And this guy's an ass, and he deserves to be sat in front of Congress and being interviewed by every one of them. Of course, Congress doesn't want to do that. <sighs> President Trump said, "There have been many story. There have been stories written about a certain individual, a male. Hint, hint. And they say he's the whistleblower." If he's the whistleblower, he has no credibility because he's 
a John Brennan guy, he's a Susan Rice guy, he's an Obama guy, and he hates Trump. This is Trump talking now. Now, maybe it's not him, but if it is him, you guys ought to release the information. And guess what? That information is released. His name is uh, Eric Saramella, and he's a CIA analyst. He's a registered Democrat, got his job under the Obama administration, worked directly with John Brennan and Joe Biden. He also worked with Susan Rice. He has been accused of leaking information because of his distaste from Trump by the FBI. By the way, that's another reason why becoming a whistleblower may have been really important for him. He may have been trying to save his job. He was breaking protocols. Uh, he actually, before he whistleblew, he went to add the Adam Schiff headquarters. I don't know if he talked directly to Adam Schiff, but Adam Schiff definitely knew who this kid was and um, told him he should go see an attorney and he should have an attorney help him out. And that's when he went to this attorney, um, what's his name? Don't tell me, don't, Mark Zayed. Mark Zayed wrote the whistleblower complaint. They went through the legal channels. And once again, I don't give a shit decided to lie about any communication he had. The Democrats are just proving this is a complete witch hunt. This is garbage. This guy has no direct knowledge. He's been leaking information. He may have even been that guy who penned that article on the Washington Post saying that he's part of the resistance. We don't know who this guy is. Being a whistleblower provides two benefits for this Eric guy. The first benefit is that the CIA can't fire him. And considering the CIA was investigating him for leaking, he probably was going to get fired. And two, he can make Trump look like an ass and he can make a name for himself. That's three, actually. This whole thing is stinks to high heaven. It's absolute garbage. And I think Trump has something he needs to do. He needs to change his strategy. I do believe this. I think Trump needs to call this for what it is and stop talking about it. I think Trump needs, when someone asks him a question, listen, there was no quid pro quo. And by the way, quid pro quo is a real sticky thing. You, you got to go away from a quid pro quo because we're dealing with negotiations. Negotiations are a quid pro quo. You do this for me, I'll do this for you. That's that's a quid pro quo. That's negotiating. Trump didn't bribe Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. Trump didn't threaten Zelensky. How do we know this? Two reasons we know this. The transcript was released, which just shocked the Democrats. And Zelensky said there was no quid pro quo. There was no bribery or threatening. 
none of the 58 people that were listening to the conversation thought about it. And the whistleblower complaint comes from a guy who actually did not hear the conversation. Hmm. Even the general or lieutenant colonel or whatever he was, who was interviewed, who was going to be what led to Trump's impeachment, he said, well, I mean, it, it wasn't appropriate. Was it impeachable? No. Just wasn't appropriate. That's why his information hasn't been released, hasn't been leaked. Because Adam Schiff, that's all he does is leak. He's a terrible human being. He is going to die and he's going to be rotting in hell. He is a terrible human being. He's a liar. He's a conniver. I won't say he's treasonous. Yeah, I will. He's treasonous. He hates America. Let's call it what it is. Okay, so just to let you, uh, I've got about a minute, 15 seconds left, and I'm going to use that minute, 15 seconds. So I'm watching the this New York Giants-Dallas uh, Cowboy game. The score is 9-3. to three. You'd think, okay, that means there have been four field goals. No, it's because the Giants suck, and they got a touchdown, and their kicker hit the post. So, of course, he didn't end up with the extra point because they suck. There's already been about two, two or three fumbles. This game is absolutely terrible. I need to go find Family Guy. I need to drop it. Hey, follow me on Twitter, at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can visit my website for the show notes at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, or YouTube. Please subscribe, uh, please comment, and please rate. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. With 10 seconds left before I violate the Dave rule. Have a good night.